Hey Chilies, I hope you're having a great week. I just wanted to apologize for missing an episode last week. Uh, you know, life gets in the way sometimes, but I'm back. I'm better than ever. You're gonna love this episode. It's scary. It's informative. It is all the things that you look for in a spooky paranormal podcast. Uh, you're gonna really enjoy our guest. But before that, I just want to, as usual, just thank you guys so much for listening. I really love all of your input. I love when you guys message me. It's just fun to have a little community of spooky friends. And if you're ever in Philly, definitely send me a message. (laughs) At the least, I can give you cool recommendations of things to do in Philly. Um, But other than that, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Enjoy our guest, Usman Habib. Real chills with Meg Gats. Real scary. Real silly. Real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Chills. I'm so excited for our guest today. Today we have Usman Habib. Usman, how are you? Hey, I am wonderful. How are you? I am so good. I'm so excited you could be a guest today. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited to be here and, uh, you know, listen to the podcast. I know it's great. And it's really <laughs> Thank exciting. you. And it gives Thanks me some chills, you know. That's <laughs> what we're going um, for, totally. Yeah, definitely excited to <laughs> get into sweet. it. Heck yeah. So um, before we get into your stories, which I'm so excited to hear, um, we always ask our guests the same question. And that is, when it comes to the paranormal, where do you stand? Are you more of a true believer or are you more skeptic? Yeah, so... I think the definition or expression of what paranormal activity is in the West is very different from what I grew up with and the tradition that I follow. Um, So as a Muslim, part of my faith is believing in a set of, of things, right? And a, a couple of those things is believing in angels, believing in jinn, believing in the unseen. Um, There's actually a core element of Islam. So I would consider myself a believer. However, I would frame it, and I think we'll get into it a little bit later in the episode, that it's not necessarily what you may think when you think of Mm. paranormal activity. Okay. So there's like like only certain aspects of the paranormal world you buy into versus others. No go. Not as much. No, no. I would even say that I buy into everything. Okay. However there's a different lens. (laughs) That's how we'll put it. Okay. There's a a different lens in which I see the activities that you would call paranormal. Great. And this is, so this is cultural. So um, you've always felt this way about the, about the paranormal or I guess things unseen. Yeah. So growing up, I was taught my faith through my parents. Of course, Um, I attended some Sunday schools and and things like that through our mosque. Um, I've always believed in it. Uh, but as there's a specific experience that we'll get into cool <laughs> solidified that for me um, and then the experiences along the way with that awareness mm-hmm. has really like heightened that sense of understanding awesome well let's get into it that sounds so cool <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay so you want me to start with my story yes please <laughs> okay so I'll, let me let me let me take a step back and kind of give you a little bit of information on what we believe and then i'll talk to my i'll talk through my story and it'll solidify why it was so heavy um, of an experience for me so as muslims we believe in angels and we believe in a creation called jinn now jinn as we're told was a creation that that was pre-human right and the cool thing about Islam is that although we have knowledge and um, experiences of the unseen, it ties in really well with science. Now, for example, we have the idea of Adam and Eve. And if you look at it from a scientific perspective, it doesn't coincide with the existence of humanoids millions of years ago. Mm-hmm. It actually goes back it's only tens of thousands of years back and the funny thing about that is if you look at the evolution of humans there's a a, as we know there's a gap 
in where humans develop consciousness in their brains. There's the there's an extra development that happens. Um, I forgot what I forget what they call that gap in the science of evolution, but that gap is what defines and actually matches up scientifically with the creation of Adam. And so we are we are told that the, the humanoids existed as almost animals for a very long time. And then consciousness came in and that's where they became insan, which is a conscious human being. But jinns predated us. They lived in this world. They, you know, they did everything that they needed to. However, they, the world became overrun with corruption. And so God asked the angels to like basically destroy their nations and then God created Adam as his first creation that was conscious and had free will um, that was made from this earth. Now, does that mean that jinns are gone? No, that means the jinns still exist, but they live in the unseen. So are they, they're human? They're, well, partial, like humans without consciousness. No. The, okay, no. sorry. <laughs> Just so making sure. The humans without consciousness were the humanoids that we see in the evolution track. Right, right. Jinns right. mm-hmm. are created from what is referred to as a smokeless flame. Okay. So this is where it gets really interesting with science because okay. in Islam, we're told that the uns- God has placed a veil over humans that where we can't really see the unseen, but they exist. That's so interesting because that's now, so widely accepted in the paranormal yeah. community. Yeah. Now, if you think about it, right, we are told that angels are made of light and the jinns are made of a smokeless flame, which is also energy, which is also a sense of light, right? Now, the veil, this is where like some of my own thinking comes in, is if you think about the veil and the human perspective, we can only see in a certain spectrum of light, right? Mm -hmm. So that veil is a literal veil of light spectrum. And so so we also believe that angels and jinns can make themselves appear to human, right? Mm -hmm. How do they do that? Well, it's if they're light and there's and we live in a spectrum of light veil, they can change that spectrum to be visible. Right. Now, that's where things and I'm getting chills now because that's where things really get real. See, mm-hmm. whenever you think about like, these like paranormal activities, right? You 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 hear of like, oh, I'm in my house and my cabinets are slamming or like mm-hmm there's movement and there's some interaction with the physical realm. Well, we believe that there's gins that are good and there's gins that are bad. I've never heard that before. That's yeah. so interesting. So like a sin for a gin would be to try to scare you or try to interact with you or try to <laughs> harm you. Right. Right. They're not supposed to do that, but they some have rules gin, too. <laughs> yeah. Some bad gin will do that. Um, and they'll try to scare you by, you know, moving something or, or interacting with you. And so that's where I was saying that I believe in the paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. It's just that the lens is a little different. A lot of what in Western culture people refer to as uh, ghosts, right? We believe is the interaction of jinns. I was going to ask, um, are there ghosts in your religion, like people who've passed on? Or is it just jinn when things like that are occurring? So the freaky thing about this is that Jin can, and can I curse on this or no? Yes, you can. <laughs> I'm really interested in this next sentence. Okay. <laughs> so Jin yeah, essentially can fuck with you. Mm, mm-hmm. And so if they know that so-and-so's father passed away, they can appear to you as their father or they can, oh. they can tell you, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. They can interact with humans to try to convince them of doing something that they shouldn't be doing right mm-hmm. um and so yeah i think you know the idea of ghosts being people can exist but they're not really those people that they appear to be it's again the jinn manipulating you that's so, so scary <laughs> yeah it's so freaky don't love it <laughs> it's so freaky because it's so real right and my story and when i get into my story i'll tell you i sh- i sh- I'll tell you how freaking real it is. Because like I said, the jinns, there's good jinns and bad jinns. 
right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes they serve a purpose and sometimes they serve to corrupt you. Um, so what is the example of a good gin? Like what would they, what is their purpose? So um, in Islam, we believe that black magic and um, people who uh, make deals with and communicate with jinns through magic and witchcraft are real. Um, we've you've seen this historically for the last three thousand years that have been um, where you've seen witchcraft and you've seen this kind of art of collaborating with jinn um, through centuries. We call it different things. We um, believe it to be different things, but there is also sometimes where a good jinn will reveal themselves to help the human. Um, cool. I had this case with a friend whose father, whose grandmother had a gin that always was around and was helpful and like caretaking, which is kind of weird, right? Um, they just believed that, you know, there was going to be no harm and they never harmed them. They basically said, hey, my grandson, uh, go protect my grandson and take care of him. And for many years, they that the jinn actually did take care of it was literally my best friend's father who told me this and it's something that's real that happened and guided him in a few things to become a really well good businessman now from an islamic perspective that's like holy shit maybe you shouldn't do that <laughs> but okay yeah i was gonna ask it, like is that that's accepted but it is but they're good jinns and if they want to behave and good. take care of you or protect you in a certain way we believe at the end of the day right Everything is everything that happens to you um, only happens to you by the permission of God, right? Okay. Good or bad, it happens to you from the sure. permission of God. Um, humans have that decision making ability to do right and wrong, but so do jinns. And we'll get we'll get tested and we'll get judged on Judgment Day about those decisions. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it is it, that's the that's the reality. Um. So. Now we so now we have a good understanding that jinns can be good, jinns can be bad. Mm -hmm. We have an understanding of how they interact with us in our plane, um, and how that lens kind of fits into that ghost idea. Perfectly, um, yeah. And, <laughs> and then the also, veil too. And the veil, and then also you know there's those devices that folks use to mm -hmm. like find the energy. Um, yeah. I I think that's super real because jinns do give off energy. The Life EMS. is energy. Mm -hmm. You can also attract jinns. And one of the ways of doing that is talking about them. Oh, no. <laughs> I was afraid it was going to be something like that. Like, as you were talking earlier, I was yeah. like, I'm going to be so paranoid. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Totally so yeah. yeah. So in, and in Islam, there's also, so the re so one of the reasons why we pray, one of the reasons why we worship, one of the reasons why we read Quran, one of the reasons why we recite Quran, one of the reasons why we do what we do, many of the reasons why we do what we do is for protection. And um, if you recite Quran and do like holy things in Islam as well, then angels come in your presence as well. And now angels are some of the most magnificent creatures ever. Um, so we have angels like Gabriel and Michael. Um, we believe Gabriel to be the first creation of God ever. Wow. And the the size of the angel uh, is significant of their uh, value or of their status. So Gabriel is the largest angel ever to exist, largest creation of God ever existed. One of the examples is he has approximately about 600 wings and one of his wings can cover like the horizon. That uh, makes me so, I know he's a good guy, but that makes me so <laughs> uncomfortable to think uh, about. It makes me like, yeah, so what's, what's the, because he's the, one of the most powerful creations of God. Um, Understandable. The, the yeah. story, the story of um, the, the a, a prophet Luth, his, his civilization, when God instructed Gabriel to just to destroy it. All it took was the tip of one of his wings. Oh my gosh. So you can imagine. Um, Are so angels described? Um, so in, our, in 
in the Bible, angels are kind of terrifying. They're like a billion eyes, like nothing like you see in Hallmark movies or whatever, oh, you know. Um, is that similar to the way angels are described in the Quran? No, so angels in the Quran are beautiful are creatures. Beautiful. Okay. Um, they say that Angel Gabriel, his wings are green. Okay. And from them fall rubies and pearls and jewels. So it's a very wow. beautiful, elegant, majestic, majestic okay, creature. Um, again, angels can appear appear in as as people, um, okay. and can appear in in that front too. So, I want to get into angels a bit because although we see the paranormal paranormal with the jinns and some of the scary stuff, mm-hmm. there's also the paranormal that's positive with right. angels. Um, for example sometimes you're going in life and someone just comes to you and does something that you just really needed and you never see or hear or be that person ever again could have been an angel right who came came to you in in person there's stories of the prophet muhammad peace be upon him as we say who was once sitting in a in a mosque with his with his companions and a man in all white very handsome very clean and they're in the desert right there's not a bit of dust right. on it. comes to the prophet and sits with him and as they sit on their knees right like on their knees he sat knee to knee with him and he asked him three questions and he said he when he asked the question he said who is your lord and the prophet answered he said who is your prophet and who is the prophet of of god and he answered and who who knows um, I believe the last question was, who knows the hour, right, of the day of judgment? And he gives an answer. And after every answer, the man says, you have spoken the truth. And then he leaves. And the companions say, who is this man that walked in and asked you questions and then already knew the answer and was making sure that you're saying the truth? And he says, that was the angel Gabriel. And Ooh, that gave me <laughs> it's heavy. Yeah. And, and And before I get into my big story which i'll get into in a second i promise no this is really fast i (laughs) embarrassed to say i don't have any knowledge of this this is really fascinating all good so i'm going to tell you another story is a positive story so when i was in maryland there was a small mosque that i used to go to quite frequently i studied islam with a scholar there um, who was very very intelligent he was a doctor and also an islamic doctor he was just a very intelligent man and in the mornings, I used to drive with my friend to the mosque and pray our morning prayer in the mosque. Mm-hmm. Now, one day I came to the mosque. There was one car there. I knew that was the that I knew that was the imam, and then ours. And as we're walking into the mosque, two men walked behind us, all white thobes, clean, handsome, tall men. I remember them walking in behind us. We prayed. It was only five of us that prayed. Okay. We prayed. And after the prayer, those two men walked out. And me and my my friend, we were walking out after them. And we were walking out behind them. And I promise you, like I'm swearing by God, wallahi, as they say, when we walked outside, these two men were gone. These two men were gone. And it was the elegance and grace by which they were there and the way that they left that I was 100% certain these are angels that came to pray with us in the morning. To pray with you. I was going to say, did they have a message or something or just to, to come? They just prayed. So another thing that happens is when, when a Muslim, when you pray, if we pray alone, it says that you're never alone. There's at least 700 angels praying behind you when you're praying. So imagine now you're at a mosque and you're in congregation, angels flock to mm-hmm. to this to to you. Um, so that's like a positive supernatural, right? Like there's there is it's a so lot affirming, of, yeah. Yeah, it's so it it's so beautiful. And I've mm-hmm. I've heard stories of people reading Quran and being in this in this in this mode, and there's so it's so dense with angels around them, they they can almost see a light of like whoa you know there's a glow there's a feeling you feel a warmth you feel a sensation um and that's all real and the beauty of it is like i was saying where you talk about jinns and the jinns come you talk about angels and the angels come so there's probably angels sitting amongst us amongst you right now 
that are listening to this and 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 writing down and <laughs> wow. you know reporting to God that hey you know they're speaking of us they're sharing good knowledge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so reward them um, angels uh, in in history in in Islamic history have also come to the aid in wars and have supported the believers uh, in defeating their enemies and there's many stories of this in multiple religions. I actually have a minor in religion. Um, so I studied all of the Abrahamic religions. I read the Bible. I read the Torah. And I've also studied Confucianism, Buddhism, Taoism, um, and Hinduism. And in all religions, there's some element and aspect of these. Of these it's similar. Uh, I was thinking yeah. that. There's parts that match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So I think that lays a real good foundation of sure, yeah. you know, the idea and the belief of angels and, and jinn, how they really interact with us. And now I'll get into my story. So when I was about 16 years old, we had, my family had, it was the first time my family had gone back to Pakistan after moving to America. So I had about, it had been about 12 years. Okay. And when I went back to Pakistan, I went back to my, you know, grandparents' house. It was an old home. We lived in, our family's been in there for years right my mother grew up in that house i mean it was just in our family and one of the trends that's amongst a lot of south asians is to get something called taviz Um, a taviz is supposed to be a necklace right it's a handmade necklace um, with like a leather pouch within which has some writings and it's supposed to protect you right and i just thought it was cool (laughs) like there's yeah. actors in Bollywood that you see on TV that are wearing a tavi. It's just like a cool little thing. Yeah. So I was like, I have to have one. And my cousin got one as well. And I remember there was this old man in our neighborhood. Um, and we, my uncle had requested, hey, can you go make a taviz for my, for my nephew um, from wherever, from whatever, from whoever. I didn't know the details. Okay. So this old man gets on a bicycle, goes into town, finds someone that can make one for me, and then returns. When he returns, uh, I see a pouch. It's hand stitched, closed, um, and it has something written in, like written and then folded up and put inside. Now I'm wearing it. I feel like I'm cool. Everything like this. That is cool. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, this yeah. is this is some cool stuff. That night, and now imagine you know in our homes we have families who visit from out of town everybody's sleeping we got we got mattresses all over the floors it's one of those vibes right Mm -hmm. Uh, and so we're in my cousin's room at least like six of us two on the bed four on the floor are sleeping there in rows and I'm sleeping next to my brother on one side and my cousin on the other and as I'm laying there I hear something I hear a noise um, but it wasn't like a an angry noise. It wasn't a loud noise. It wasn't a scary noise. It was a it was like a deep voice. And as I listen closer, the voice says to me, "Utardo," right? Which in Urdu means "take it off." <gasps> and I was like, "What?" Oh, and I no. keep hearing, and it says, "Utardo," and I was like, "Oh, take it off." I was like, what could, what is this? So I took my taviz off. No! <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Listen, I didn't mean to. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I took my taviz off and the sound went away. And I'm like, man, this is really weird. I'm like, sorry. there's no way that this could be it, right? Right. What do I do? Naturally, I put it back on mm-hmm. and I go lay my head to go to sleep. Again, utardo. And I look up and I'm looking at my cousin. My brother's sleeping. My cousin's sleeping. There's a light, like a slight light of like dawn coming in a bit. But everybody's asleep. There's right. nobody up. And it's coming from outside. Like it's not a voice that's coming from anywhere in the house. But it's consistent. Utardo. Nothing else. Utardo. So I was like, damn, okay, let me take it off. It goes away. I go to sleep. Okay. The next day, I put it back on. I'm wearing it throughout the day. 
no issue. But something inside me is like, you know what? Like, maybe this isn't, I don't know what, maybe this isn't it, right? Like, I'll just take it off. Uh, anyways, we're about to go back to America. I'm mean, not worried about it. I had a feeling that this was gin. I had a feeling that there was something going on, but it wasn't solidified until I got back to America. I got back to America and that weekend I had Sunday school. I took my Tavis with me because I had my friends in Sunday school and I wanted to show them like, yo, look at this cool Tavis that I got. Da, 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 da. My Sunday school teacher saw it. And she was one of the most knowledgeable women I've ever met in my life. She was brilliant. She was kind. She really, like, really sparked a lot of interest and, and, and solidified our faith as kids. I think she was really great. And she's like, what is that? I told her what it was at Taviz. And she told me that this thing is haram. And I was like, it's, it's wrong. It's, it's, it's not permissible. Don't wear it. Wow. And I told her, I asked her why. She said, I'll show you. She rips open the Taviz and opens the paper, right? And the paper, it's written in Urdu. It's written in a circle like this all the way around. And what it says is it's basically requesting protection from a jinn. And, by, and the way that they're doing it is they say, please protect Usman the son of Samina. So my mom's name. Now, why do they do that? The reason they do that is because what that implies is that I was a, I was a bastard child. I was born out of wedlock. And so it pleases wow. the jinn, right? So it pleases the jinn and, and they, there's all these things written. And basically what she's told me was this is not, I mean, protection is only from God this is really wrong, haram, something called shirk, which is like believing in something other than God or partnership with God or protection from anything other than God. And so I told her that story about when I was sleeping, I was hearing this. And she literally said that you are lucky. This jinn was telling you to take it off because this was not. So it was, it was you were lucky that the jinn that came and responded to this was a good jinn because oh. if it was a bad jinn, other stuff could have happened. Other things could have happened. And this is completely out of our religion. When I heard that, when I read that paper and realized that this was like magic that I had been enticed to do, I felt an over, over, over like flowing sense of gratitude. Like God protected me from something that I couldn't even, I, you know what I mean? Like the, the odds of that happening um, and the ability of me to be able to kind of make sense of something so paranormal, Absolutely. so supernatural, uh, I was really grateful for because I could have ignored it and just gone through with it. I don't know what kind of harm could have come to me because of it. Um, and another interesting part to this is, do you, you know, like nightmares um, or like dreams that you have that you don't recall or that remember, or sometimes in your sleep, something just fucks with you the whole time well the reality of it is is when you fall asleep right we believe that there's when you fall asleep your soul leaves your body and you're in sleep but your soul leaves your body when your soul leaves your body if you don't do the right things to protect yourself jinns literally come and fuck with you throughout the night That's they so literally scary. They literally fuck with you throughout the night. They mess with you. You ever have some really creepy nightmares? I have. I have. Yeah. That is the that is gin fucking with your head. And the the way that they get a kick out of it, right, is that the person wakes up and now they're telling people, hey, I had this crazy nightmare. I had this, I had this. Literally, gins are laughing at us. Like they're literally we fucked with them and now they're telling people. You know, and they're 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 putting that fear, that scariness out there in the world, that energy out in the world. Wow. So the fact that it happened while I was trying to sleep is kind of freaky because if I had actually yeah. fallen asleep, I don't know what would be happening. Because now let's let's tra let's transition back now. You know how in some paranormal activity stuff you see like 
someone sleeping and their body's floating or they're making or they're mm-hmm. moving weird well that's gin that's literally gin manipulating your body and re- manipulating your physical self in your sleep um and it's it, it's it's super scary because it's super real <laughs> yeah um, how did your teacher know is it all of those all of those necklaces are witchcraft is that how yes all of them wow. and you see that in multiple cultures that's not just a thing in a, in, in in like pakistan it's in india it's in the middle east it's all it's in, all over the world you see things like that mm-hmm. uh, i even have a friend who's filipino who got something like that from philippines and i informed him of that and he opened his and read it and was like oh shit <laughs> like this isn't what this we is thought real. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what really solidified my belief in like the paranormal activity right as i learned more about my faith and as i learned more about religions uh holistically it just it all just came together um yeah yeah, it all connects that's incredible so you just got you you got kind of like um a not so evil one show up and did, and I assume you told your cousin and your brothers like, hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. aren't I told the them best. I was like, bro, take it off, bro. It's not. This is not it. It's this not it. it. Um, so wow, that's incredible. It, it's pretty cool. Another thing that uh, that I, I should mention is we do in Islam have certain things that you can say to ward off or to protect you from the whispers of the shayateen. Now, that's where shaitan, satan, or the devil. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the devil has, like, there's there's the devil, the main devil, which, we, which in Arabic, his name is Iblis. And then there's devils that work for Iblis. There's different forms of jinn and some of the worst form of jinn are the ones that serve iblis right serve the devil serve shaitan and so i know in the in the bible the story is that the devil is a fallen angel it was an angel that fell and became Mm -hmm. the devil but in islam we believe that it was a he was a jinn that was elevated to the status and elevated company of the angels but then because of his arrogance, right? Because when he when God created Adam and asked the angels and asked all the creation to bow to him, the devil was essentially like, well, I'm made okay. of smokeless flame and he's made of clay. Why should I? So arrogance mm-hmm. was the first major uh, sin, you could call it. And that's where he was then, the you know, damned to say, okay, you are, you know, you're going to serve this purpose. And to give hope to the world... <laughs> We also were told that, you know, the devil committed that he is going to misguide humanity, right? And God's response was, and I am always going to forgive them, right? Mm. So no, we believe in Islam, forgiveness is above everything. So if God is all great, all powerful, then there's nothing you or I as a human being can do that's not forgivable right mm-hmm. uh, but sincere sincere repentance and stuff goes a long ways but part of that instruction manual of living life is protecting yourselves from the supernatural one of the things that we do and one of the things that is really freaky is that when i pray right when i start to pray you you try to focus and then you get thoughts where you kind of go off somewhere else mm-hmm. we do something where we say right which means which you're seeking the protection from the devil with god and you also say a stuck for the law stuck for the law stuck for the law stuck for the law means oh allah forgive me you say it three times and you spit to your left like dry spit like mm-hmm. three times and your focus will it's it's the weirdest thing it happens every single time it will it's just like it's just like a zoom focus and i'm back and i and i'm not thinking about anything else and i'm super present and it works every every single time wow uh so it's like 
as a Muslim, you can't not believe in supernatural of the the paranormal, right? You ha- you can't just can't get away from it. It's part of our faith. Right, right. So and like protection wise, it's all through God then. So like prayers, protection, prayers, totally acceptable. It's when you start sort of taking it into your own hands that it it becomes dangerous, not necessarily evil, but just unsafe. Yes, or if you try to request help of protection from someone something other than god um that's where it gets a little twisted right because the other things out there are not always going to be well intentioned it sounds (laughs) well well, the reality of it is, is everything is a creation of god so why go to the creation when you can go to the creator right it's kind of sense yeah it's kind of it's kind of backwards you know yeah um, yeah that makes sense i um i have been like <laughs> getting a little witchy so i hope that doesn't freak you out too much but um but for me like i enjoy it sort of how you were talking about with energy that's what i always like explain on the podcast it's not i don't think i'm and maybe i'm wrong i don't, I don't think i'm calling to other entities or, or anything like that i just think that i'm kind of manifesting my own energy and my own power and putting it towards the things that I want. So that's kind of the intention that I, I work with. It's not necessarily like, I'm not asking for favors from anyone. I'm just saying like, I feel like I have a very negative thought process. So it helps me kind of align myself and say like, I accept what, like I putting the energy out there of acceptance and, you know, thinking I do deserve the things that I want sometimes. So absolutely you know well absolutely i mean they just recently did a study that your thoughts actually emit positive and negative energy right yeah yeah Yeah. so like literally like they did i I don't know what ray they examined but they had a human and they examined the rays around them Mm -hmm. and as they had negative or positive thoughts that literally physically manifested it goes um, out it goes out there Yeah. yeah we just can't see it right okay that was weird what happened are you okay (laughs) i don't like that you're looking off (laughs) yeah i just just heard a noise are you alone i've never heard before and i'm completely alone (laughs) what was the noise i don't know okay we're okay we're good if it happens (laughs) (laughs) if it happens again i'll let you know well Uh, the other thing that's really impressive to me is how um you trust your intuition. And I think that does come from prayer and meditation and kind of listening. Like, I do think that if an angel were to talk to me, they'd have to try a couple times and not because I don't want to, I don't believe them. Or obviously I have this podcast. I believe I'm open to anything. I think I just don't trust those. Like, I don't trust that intuition as much as I should. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I think you experience things for a very distinct reason in your life, um, whether it be positive or negative, whether it be seen or unseen, right? Whether it right. be terrible fucking people or gins, right? Like, or if it's yeah. really great people or angels, you know, mm-hmm. I think we are constantly, you know, expressing ourselves in that dichotomy of positive and negative and also feeling the expression of positive negative from the world mm-hmm. um and yeah i think you have to just see and feel things for the way that they are be uh, present yeah and i think when you say like you're getting into some witchy stuff mm-hmm. can you can you elaborate that for me because when i think witchcraft i have a very different a very traditional idea of what, what witchcraft is like what do you define it as um so i i have some crystals that help me um again basically worry stones i hold them sometimes um me and my friend we make little uh spell jars but it's with like herbs and rocks and things like that and again it's all just like intention based so like when i'm i hold the little herbs and i put them in my little jar and if i'm it'll be like either like um 
prosperity or health or something. And if I'm having a bad day, I'll just shake it and be like, I'm mixing the energy up and getting it flowing. That's the extent of it. I'm not like <laughs> doing anything to me too crazy, but I don't know if that, if I'm freaking you out, I hope I'm no, not, not at all because <laughs> the witchcraft that I know of that real that like I have seen. Yeah. Um, because in our in our countries, like in these really backwards countries, witchcraft does exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the blowing on knots and. Uh, Do you mean like black? But because so you said black magic, yes. which was interesting to me. Is that what you're referring to? More like. It's like so that. we yeah so, the witches that we know of the witchcraft that we know of, um can be done for a positive intention Mm -hmm. but usually is not or it is but it has some adverse consequences that you may not have Mm -hmm. thought of right like you could say oh so and so gets this car like let's go do something about that they get the car but then they get an accident you know like there's like you know things like that happen historically folks used witchcraft primarily negatively uh mm-hmm. to bring harm uh or to 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 mess with someone now what's really interesting is in islam the prophet muhammad peace be upon him is our example right he his his life and his teachings um win correlation with the quran and god's words is how we live our life now him being as high rank as he is means that he also went through more trials and tribulations in this world than Mm -hmm. any normal human being could have so one of the things that he has gone through is also the effects of witchcraft Mm -hmm. and the only reason so the purpose that i see that he went through that is that god laid out a complete guide for us to combat it as well because mm-hmm. that's the idea right is mm-hmm. it and, and, and it lasts and so it happens it's real it happens in our countries um random things the uh, like you're walking in a market and all of a sudden like an old woman accidentally pricks you right oh like, don't love that yeah i'm not freaking strange yeah <laughs> Uh, or like an old that. like a, it's usually old women or or, or women uh, who are like um, you know I don't know the word for it um, but like or like you'll have someone randomly like blow on you right like Ooh, okay. you know like that happened to me once I was standing there and this I, I was standing there at like an, at a gelato shop and in this and it's a different country and I remember an old woman just came to me and just blew on my elbow and. I was not about it. <laughs> like, oh no, that's terrible. I was awful. like, I don't know what kind of juju you just blew on me, but no, lady, like this no, is not happening. Uh, additionally, um, the evil eye, we believe in that. Oh, yeah, real. yeah. Super real. The mm-hmm. evil eye can be so bad that it can kill you. Mm. The evil eye can really, and, and some people, like, it's a funny thing that people see. Sometimes, like, a couple will post a picture together on Instagram. And then that day, that night, that next day, they'll have like a big fight, right? Oh, yeah. Like that is probably the evil eye. Um, And it can happen on accident, right? Like um, that's why they say keep your success and your your relationships and these things private and the things that are positive in your life, keep them private because even like your best friend could see you live in life and be happy for you. But that thought would come in their head that, ah, fuck, I wish that was me right mm-hmm. and boom that can impact you again because it's positive and negative energy and that's really manifesting in your lives and in, in the world um so that's kind that of makes <laughs> so much sense yeah 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 because i feel like western witches versus like like when i think of like colonial or 1800s a lot of them were actually like doctor like so yeah. like when i think of like the witch that i think of and historically i'm thinking of um herb plant ladies who um townspeople didn't really love because they had control and knowledge that not everybody had so it's very different than 
um, the witches at your description, you know what I mean? So like when yeah. I think of like yeah. my practices, one, it's me based, it's never other people based. And it's yeah. not about like, like, yes, I'll do like prosperity, but that's just like, in like, it's not like, I hope I get a house or I hope I get a car or because yes. at the end of the day, I do trust whatever's out there. I'm, I, I'm not, I grew up Catholic, but I'm not practicing Catholic at all. Um, but I do trust that like the universe or whomever does have some, something for me. And so really the spells are to like open myself up to that and whatever that may be pretty much. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I close myself off just because, you know, because I don't feel worthy or so I want to stop doing that. Well, uh, you know, what's, interesting about all of that right is i believe that there is a greater purpose for everything that happens mm-hmm. there's a reason and a, and a purpose that we're friends and that we yeah. fulfill in our lives um, there's a purpose where there's a reason we're having this conversation there's a greater power that put us together to have this conversation than just you and i uh messaging and getting this thing together <laughs> figuring uh, it out yeah <laughs> there's a greater coincidence to life that we sometimes don't give credit to Mm-hmm. Um, and that we should value. And I, one of the things that, you know, I've, I'm constantly trying to practice myself is accepting that the space that I take um, in, in my life, in the world, and in the people that I love and I'm with, I'm deserved to be there. I'm supposed to be there. And it's right. okay for me to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this idea that you think of a higher power, right? Um, you know, for me, I went through that journey as well. And I studied religion, like I, like I said, and the one thing that came back to me was this idea of the infinite regression. Have you, have you heard of that? Mm -mm. So if you regress, right? Like even, even people, people who are like, Oh, I don't believe in Adam and Eve. Right. If you regress, right. Say that, Oh, do you know your grandparents? Well, did they have grandparents? Did they have grandparents? And Mm -hmm. if you keep going further back, it starts somewhere right? Um, and if you do that with earth, with the creation of the universe, it all comes back to a singularity. Um, and so with that in mind, and realizing that everything you and I all come from the same source, I think that's where this energy and paranormal mm-hmm. becomes so apparent, right. right? Because we communicate in a, in a way, in a way, in a dimension, in a realm that a lot of people have a hard time defining that don't have a practice, right? right? You might you might define that and have an understanding of that and expression of that through what you call witchcraft, mm-hmm. where I have that in Islam. Um, I would just encourage you, be careful of saying that you practice witchcraft. Okay, outside of, <laughs> I will. Outside Absolutely. of like, US. <laughs> out, outside of folks that understand what you mean. Okay. Um, the re- I don't really tell a lot of people. Yeah, because <laughs> so. the 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 uh, like, I don't know if the word is connotation. I don't know. I'm ESL. Okay, forgive me. Um, but like, is not positive, and it does imply some some negative pieces um, that, that I have I've witnessed. Um, one of the things that I don't know why this is one of the stories that appears in every civilization and every person I've ever freaking met in my life is a, the, the lady of uh, the, the old uh, lady on the road in white feet backwards running mm. at hundred miles per hour. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. So I have at least, I can count at least five friends who swear and they all have this same story in different parts of the world. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure, and this is a way different. We did a story, I think it was in Iceland, and there was like a a witchy troll character that had backwards feet and was like walking like up a mountain or something. So that's where I've heard it. So when you said that, I was like, sort of. Anyway, continue with your story. Yeah. So um, I have friends who were from Saudi Arabia, and one of the really common things to do there was you know you drive with your boys and then you go into the desert you campfire right you chill and then you drive back um at one of the moments when they're driving driving there um 
they had seen a, a old woman, you know, the 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 classic long hair, like hunched over from a distance. And he swears by this. He swears by this. And as they pull up closer, they see that her feet are backwards. And now as soon as they see this, they lose their mind. They freak out and they're like, we got to go. And they start driving the car. They turn around, try to go as fast as possible. And they literally see this woman running almost at the speed of the car behind them. And then she stops and they just go away. This exact same story is something that I've heard from my friends in Pakistan. I've heard this experience happen with people in America. I've had this, I had this story heard from so many people from different places of the world. And it tells me something, right? Because as you know, right, and this is a piece that we haven't gotten into, and I don't know if we have time to get into, is we didn't even talk about exorcisms oh, and, how, yeah. and how real they are. Um, and then it, what it basically is, is it's a gin that takes over a human body. Right. I have seen, I have experienced the reality of people being taken over by gins. Um, and it is one of the most uh, chilling things that you could ever experience in real life. Imagine a woman, 5'3", mm-hmm. uh, you know, pretty, pretty light with a deep voice. And is just talking to you as with the deepest man voice. No thanks. Um, <laughs> That's so scary. Yeah. Is um, it threatening you or is it like chant? Like I'm like picturing the classic like horror movie like chanting. No, 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 no. Super and and the strength of the of the of the woman at that point with the gin inside her is ridiculous. Um, which goes into this energy discussion we're having too because. As you know, the strength of your muscle isn't judged by your actual muscle. The capacity of strength that you have is only 40% of what your muscle can actually produce, but your nervous system protects you from using it all, right? Right. So when a gin takes over you, your nervous system, think about how your entire nervous system is now injected with this energy and can use almost 100% of that power. It's going to be amazing. but the the majority of the time, what happens is the jinn would want to live like the human life and they take over the human and they don't want to leave. They don't want to be caught. They don't want people to know that they're- They, they just don't want to leave. It, it, okay. It's super evident that they're in them. They just don't want to leave. Um, and so you have to, you know, you, there's, there's something called rukya in Islam where you can read certain verses of the Quran and repeat, repeat, repeat to push the, push the jinn out. Um, and I've seen it happen. I've experienced this, like my friend's sister-in-law had a jinn, and it wasn't so obviously apparent, right? But right. she was the attitude. She didn't want to be clean. She didn't like to shower. Uh, there was so many different things. And that when they had, when they brought in an Islamic scholar to do rukya, on her it was like then it became apparent to them oh this is what she's been suffering for the last six years we thought she was going mad but this is the reality and once she was cleansed of that whole different person um you see this a lot with uh indigenous people and shamans so -hmm. if you ever notice you ever see like the where like oh you need approval from a shaman the shaman covers her face and starts doing drums and certain certain Mm -hmm. music to get into a get into a mode and then all of a sudden their voice is deep and they can they're talking to you it's because what they've mastered is this this uh relationship with the jinn where they can have them take over the body and the indigenous people would worship them not knowing what that is and just Mm -hmm. thinking okay this is a supernatural power must be good (laughs) where in reality they're being taken over by the reason why they cover their face is because when the jinn takes over their body, their facial it it changes, and it's it's sometimes really fucked up. That's so, so scary. Yeah, yeah. So they'll cover <laughs> their face when they do it, uh, so it's not as intimidating to the person that's coming to seek some help. Um, 
but that's a real thing too. <laughs> that's so, so nice of them to be like, I'm just going to cover my face. I like, I've had enough of terrifying everybody that comes in here. Yeah. So shamans that's... are something I'm always careful of too. I'm like, what kind of shaman are you? Right. We use these terms, right. but like the real terms of the, the real thing of these terms right. uh, I'm saying is, is really freaky. <laughs> it's really, yeah. really freaky. I do have one final question because I don't know the answer to this and I feel like I should. Um, and we, sh I would absolutely love to have you back if you ever want to come on and talk more about exorcisms or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but in um, the Muslim religion, when you pass away, what is the belief after death? Is there like a focus on that? Because I don't know the answer to that. And That's a great question. There is a focus. So there's many different stages. Um, now, I'm not a scholar, but I know some high level things that I can talk about now if we have time. Um, when you pass away, uh, what happens is, uh, at first, your soul leaves your body, um, and it goes to the heavens. And you and then what happens is that, uh, you know, we're basically informed that, you know, there's going to be different levels of judgment that's going to happen. The first form of judgment is going to and questioning is going to happen in the grave. So we believe that if you're a sinful person, you do get punished in the grave. Wow. Um, there have been stories. There's this distinct story I remember of, I believe, an Egyptian man whose son died. And something had happened about his death, and they didn't probably do like an autopsy or something. So after they buried him, like 24 hours after, they had to dig him up uh, to like, do, yeah, to check something. And when they dug him up 24 hours later, the the body of the son, who was like 19, had aged. Whoa. Like, the boy looked like he was 50. Yeah. That's um, and so what scholars believe is that he was punished in the grave. Now, uh, that's one stage. Um, the second stage is after your punishment in the grave which could last forever depending on your on what you're saying it could last until the day of judgment um or if you were good your 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 grave would be like a mass a vast garden a peaceful place um we believe that the dead communicate to each other um in that there's this one one thing that when you pass away and the last person walks away from your funeral the souls of all those that were have been buried come to this the soul of the one just buried and they they are asking oh my 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 brother da, 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 how is he doing here my son he asked this question and then uh it is it said that then the one then the then they say oh give this person space give this person time because they have just been freed from a very claustrophobic mm. environment. So to say the world is very yeah. claustrophobic. And when you pass, now you're into the, into the, into the real realm. So let them breathe mm. let them come out of this and we'll ask our questions. Um, so that's why one of the things that you'll notice and notice this next time you go to, you see a cemetery, you don't see animals in cemeteries. Hmm. the reason being is again animals don't have the veil we have and as mm -hmm. we know dogs have a different light spectrum animals have different light spectrums mm -hmm. they can actually hear and see the punishments of the grave so it's freaky and it's scary That's and the screams right. and everything that happens right animals don't go near graves so just notice that next time you go to a cemetery okay um and then there's the day of judgment which everyone is risen um, and you're risen in your, in your, in your form um, with your soul and God judges you uh, based off of your life. Um, and there's heaven and hell. The, the crazy thing about this is that each one of us has a, has a place in heaven and has a place in hell. And one of the punishments or one of the rewards are if you go to hell, you can actually see your place in heaven.
And when, <laughs> oh my gosh. And if you That's go to, and if you go to heaven, you can actually see what your place in hell would have looked like. Oh, you see? Um, and there's so much more we can get into because we don't believe that hell, yes, hell is a is a place, but we believe that hell is also a creature. Ooh, that made me feel weird. I don't like <laughs> I don't like the thought of that yeah, at all and, either. And the the, the oh, creature like the living thing. Yeah, and the creature has chains, and on each chain there's seventy thousand angels that control it, that 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 hold it. Because if you didn't control it, it would consume like all of creation. So uh nice. that's another thing we can get into at another time. But yeah. yeah, there's a there's a whole journey that our souls go through. And there's a journey that our souls went through before we were born. So all of our souls existed in a plane called like the pre, like our pre-earth plane. Mm-hmm. Um and it is a plane that we don't remember anymore uh, because that is the plane in which God asked you whether or not you want to be tested and reach a state higher than the angels, right? And we all say yes, and it comes to the earth. But that's also why sometimes you meet people and you just kind of connect because it's said that in the previous, in that previous world of souls, you were in close proximity to each other. And you, when you reconnect in this world, it's actually a reconnecting um, of people. And you have that feeling of sense of like, Oh, I know this person. I know this soul. That's uh, really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dang, that is so interesting. I have learned so much today. <laughs> Thank you so much for, yeah, and absolutely. your stories are so scary, <laughs> honestly. Oh, I haven't told you anything. I have not told you anything. Yet. There are so many scarier stories that I know from my family that, uh, Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we would love to have you back. I'll, um, obviously we space it out, but I'll definitely reach out to you again. Or if what I always say to comics, if you're um, trying to promote anything, so if you have like a tour or whatever, a release of some sort, we're yeah. always happy to have you back to promote stuff like that. Um, yeah, but this definitely. was so awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I had a really good time. Um, I'm glad to be able to talk about this. This is something I'm actually very passionate about uh, when it comes to religion and and the idea of the world we interact with. So it's so fascinating. It's just so fascinating how close, well, just going comparing like, um, like the Muslim to, to just Catholicism, um, how similar, but then they're like, I definitely picked up on the differences as well. It's just, it just makes me believe like we're not all that far off we're all kind of almost there you know what I mean like we're all like in the same space like I don't know I don't know how to put into words what I'm saying but I think you understand um well uh, yeah sorry. sorry well in Islam we believe that from the beginning of time every civilization every every uh nation was given the same message it just trickled and reciprocated differently throughout Absolutely. time. And that's where God kept sending more people. Okay, okay, now now Moses, go to them. Okay, now Jesus, go to them. Okay, now Muhammad, go to them, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why from the beginning of time, from the most ancient civilizations, you see this linear idea mm-hmm. of like, okay, God's been trying to tell us the same shit for a long time. Right. <laughs> we just haven't gotten it right, right? And then like Muhammad being the last prophet, we believe, okay, now it's pretty solid and now it's pretty much up to humanity to do whatever they do with it. Do what we do. Um, Yeah. That's exactly what I meant. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you for elaborating. And then finally, where can my listeners find you? Where can they follow you or see your shows? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram primarily at Usman M. Habib. Um, I actually recently started producing some shows in Philadelphia. So I do... Uh, a week a monthly show at Kinmei Sushi it's really fun uh, it's a it's like a it's like a sold out sushi lounge and then uh, you have a comedian in the middle and everybody comes for a comedy it's reservation uh, it's been really good we've had some really great um headliners and we have Eric Terrell headlining oh, uh, this Thursday <laughs> yeah super cool we're gonna have a great yes. time and then um, I'm in New York so I do shows every two weeks or monthly in New York at random at either Broadway comedy club. I'll be at the stand in June. I am Dang, also, that's awesome. yeah, producing my own show at uh punchline on the 30th 
of July, uh, which I'm headlining, which I'm super excited oh, for. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank so you, thank you. And I'm headlining a show in September at Broadway Comedy Club in New York. Um, so yeah, you can find me, find me there. Instagram is where I post most of my flyers and everything. So heck yeah. So go give him a follow and I'll definitely have you back. And again, just thank you so much for being on the show. This was so much fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com podcasts.